morning. Thank you, Brother Charlie and Sister Sandra and the young kids for that special. Amen. Luke chapter 2. Caesar Augustus has uh, uh, put out a tax he's going to collect. He wants folks to go to the town they were born, and so they begin to leave and gather there to prepare to pay their taxes. And so the Bible tells us in verse 4, And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, under the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. So it was that while they were there, days were accomplished that she should be delivered. Uh, and she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. This shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly... There was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you uh, for your word this morning. and I thank you that uh, you sent your son to be the savior of the world. And Father, you sent him in such a humble manner. Uh, God, uh, you ha he, he is your love to us. And uh, he's our savior, our Lord. And Father, uh, we thank you and praise you that we have so much to celebrate because of what you have done for us through Jesus Christ. God, I, I thank you for the word that's gone forth here already this morning, the children's Sunday school hour, the adult Sunday school hour. And Father, I, I thank you for the, 
the promises in your word for the things that we learn, the things that are yet to come. We look forward, Lord, to your return. Dear God, please fill my wife with your spirit, myself as well, preaching and teaching your word. Be with those in the nursery today, fill with thy spirit. And Lord, I pray that you would do the work in our hearts that you want to do, that we would receive the word and apply it to our hearts and lives and be more like your blessed son. And I pray, Father, that you might give us opportunities to share the gospel and to share your love uh, to us in Christ, the way of salvation. And Father, help us in our way of living, in our manners, in our, in our words, and uh, to reflect Christ, uh, Father, in our lives. And Lord, we pray and we ask these things in Jesus' name for his glory. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> Right. The title of the message this morning simply rejoice in the Christ of Christmas. Rejoice in the Christ of Christmas. Of course, uh, Christmas time we celebrate the God sending his son who came as a babe in a manger, which we've just read. Yet we know that he went on to spend some 33 and a half years or so upon this earth and he was crucified on a cruel cross, and uh, he rose again the third day. And, uh, and all that he did upon this planet during that time was the, was the payment and the work that was necessary for the forgiveness of our sins. And so we have much to celebrate, because God who loves us has, though we've sinned and gone astray from him, he's, way to make, he's made a way back to us through faith in his son and so we are th so thankful for that what great reasons we have uh, to rejoice and I want us to consider number one that we can rejoice in the Christ of Christmas because number one uh, God came to man number one God came to man <clears throat> the angel of the Lord came upon them uh, in verse 9, verse 11, unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And uh, God is our Savior, and Christ is our Savior. He is one uh, and the same. And uh, God came to man. Uh, in uh, in uh, Matthew chapter 1 and verse 23 of this account, we read, Behold a virgin... Uh, shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel which being interpreted is what God with us God with us uh, what an what an what an amazing thought and uh, what hope that ought to give us uh, that that God came is he was with us in his uh, in his son so we'll see a couple things about this God came to man and uh, the situation here, uh, uh, A, uh, God came uh, to a fallen earth. God came to a fallen earth. Uh, we read about those shepherds, uh, and the Bible says that they were keeping watch over their flock uh, by night. Keeping watch over their flock uh, by night. Uh, it's a fallen earth. Well, why are they keeping watch over their flock by night? Well, because there's bad things that can happen to their flock if they don't keep watch over their flock by night in a fallen earth. 
And uh, by the way, when I say fallen earth, I mean fallen into sin and cursed because of that sin. We read, of course, in Genesis chapter 3 and, and, uh, and following. Uh, but we see, first of all, that this fall, this sin affected the animal kingdom. This curse upon the earth, this fallen earth, this sin even affected the animal kingdom. In Genesis 1.29, God said, uh, speaking to Adam, says, Behold, I have given you every herb-bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree, in the which is the fruit of a tree-yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat, or food. Uh, he goes on to, uh, to say, And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. What is the Bible telling us there? Well, when God created the earth, he made plants for man and animals to eat. By the way, it seems to me, all men and all animals. <laughs> Uh, it seems that uh, animals were, uh, were herbivores uh, in the beginning in the creation. And God had made those plants uh, uh, for, uh, uh, for us all. Uh, of course, things uh, drastically changed after that fall. You know, I can picture Adam. I'm sure he's glad that uh, God had him name the animals before the fall. Otherwise, I would say, I'd say, God, would you take care of the lions, okay, and the, you know, and the bears? And, and, and I don't think I want, I want them to come up to me and me, and me naming them, okay? Uh, no, they were okay before the fall. Uh, but something happened. Even the animal kingdom uh, fell. I like uh, watching uh, animal documentaries sometimes. And I want to tell you something. The animal kingdom is a, is a violent place. <laughs> and uh, and uh, you can tell there's a, that, that there's something uh, drastic going on there. Just in everyday living for animals and beasts. And, uh, and, uh, and I think that's a part, a part uh, of the fall. So these shepherds obviously had to protect their flocks against what? Uh, beasts and stuff that would be out at night. And uh, David, you know, spoke of bears and lions in his time. I'm not sure how many of those were, were still around during the time of the shepherds. And, uh, one of the problems uh, of a contemporary problem that these shepherds might have had would be wild dogs and such. Uh, you know, dogs in those days weren't, weren't, a lot of times weren't pets like we see them today. They were kind of scoundrels in the streets and and so uh, there may be even packs of wild dogs and stuff they had, would have to watch for. They'd have to protect their sheep uh, uh, from, from the beasts. Uh, David, of course, uh, was that uh, sweet uh, psalmist shepherd. And he writes of his uh, protecting uh, the flock and such. And he, he, uh, he says to King Saul, David does, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. And so uh, there David uh, protecting uh, the flock. These shepherds also uh, protecting their flock. Uh, in the millennial kingdom, uh, Brother Chris uh, mentioned that some this morning and uh, uh, showed us some things uh, about that from the word of God. It seems that the curse will be lifted. Uh, Isaiah 11.6, uh, writing about the millennial kingdom, that this time in the latter times, that thousand-year reign of Christ, uh, says, The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, 
the leopard shall lie down with the kid and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together and a little child shall lead them it seems the curse will be lifted from the animal kingdom uh, once again the bible says what the lion will eat what straw as the ox uh, and so uh, for all of you meat eaters uh, I'm sorry uh, uh, back to ve- vegetarian don't, it says he says he give, God gave the, the vegetation in the beginning for them he gave it to them for meat now I know that means food but I take comfort in that M-E-A-T because uh, I, I think of meat when I see meat you know maybe the vegetables will taste like steak I, I don't know how that's going to work but either way either way is this we'll like it we're going to like it. You know, even if they taste like vegetables, whatever they taste like, it's going to be wonderful. And it's going to be what we want. And, uh, and it's going to be a, a wonderful, a wonderful time. Uh, uh, this millennial uh, kingdom uh, be, being restored. Uh, some have, have, have uh, you know, tried to allegorize those things. Well, that, it's just a picture of the great peace that the gospel will bring. Really. What does a lion eating what does a lion eating straw have to do with that? <laughs> I, I said never could put those two together, you know. Uh, no, it doesn't all fit. We just believe the word of God, Amen. And uh, God's going to do some amazing things. So sin sin affected the animal kingdom, uh, uh, and sin affected obviously mankind, uh, humans. Uh, in uh, in John uh, uh, ten one. Uh, the scripture said, Jesus says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. What else did the shepherds have to worry about? Thieves and robbers. <laughs> Why is that? Because the, the, the human kingdom fell too, our nature. Uh, uh, we have uh, a nature, uh, really, frankly, that comes uh, from Satan. Uh, and uh, when our, our first parents there in the garden chose to obey him, uh, they fell in, in, into sin. And, uh, and uh, just like uh, the devil, when he rebelled against God, and so we, our nature, very similar uh, in that way, uh, affected mankind. And you know, it's interesting. I think of the two nature, the two king, you know, the human kingdom that fell, mankind, uh, and the animal kingdom that fell. You know which one's the more dangerous? The human kingdom. <laughs> it, it, it's the people that are more dangerous. You know, as violent as the animal kingdom may be, uh, the human kingdom uh, can be far more vile. Amen. It can be, unfortunately, far more dangerous. Uh, of the two, the fallen uh, heart of man is far more destructive than even fallen nature, uh, and it, it's all—it's more—it's far more dangerous. We think about uh, our country today. Uh, uh, my uh, wifey was telling me uh, someone had posted on one of those neighborhood websites and stuff that here in Cavallis uh, just the other night, uh, somebody had two person, two peop- two men decided to camp out on her porch or something. And so they sat there. She could hear them talking out there. This was on 14th Street in, in Corvallis. And, uh, and so they, and she said she heard them try the door. Uh, luckily, it was locked. And uh, she was just putting out there that, uh, that uh, putting a warning out to neighbors to keep the door, doors locked. She didn't say anything about calling the police. I would assume that she did. Uh, but she said nothing about it in, in, in the text that she put out. But she said the, the, they, they left some trash out there on the, on, on the porch and the, arranged, arranged the furniture some, you know, a, a bit. And, 
And, uh, but no, uh, uh, the greatest threat and the greatest danger, really, I mean, the, king, uh, the fallen kingdoms between human and animal is the human kingdom. In our country, Americans uh, spend an average of 20 plus billion dollars a year on security systems. And folks, that's not to keep the lions out, okay? Uh, it's, it, it's, not, you know, it's, not, it's not for that. It, it's, it's because of people and of the evil hearts of people. And by the way, people include you and me, amen? And uh, that's why we all need salvation. And uh, uh, a fallen uh, a fallen, uh, fallen uh, kingdom, a fallen world it came into. And then uh, B, we see we don't have to now wonder if there is a God because God has come to man. In Matthew eleven twenty seven, 27, uh, Jesus, he reveals to us God. He says, all things are delivered unto me of my Father. No man knoweth the Son, but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father, save the Son. And he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. So Jesus Christ came to reveal God to us. And, uh, uh, and uh, we can know uh, what God is like. Uh, we can know him through faith in Christ. Uh, he reveals the Father to us. Uh, he, uh, he, had Christ not come, uh, you and I could not know God. Uh, in the way that he uh, would want us to. And, and, uh, and so we are thankful for that. Uh, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father uh, but by me. So thankfully now, uh, through faith in Jesus Christ, we can come uh, to God. It's always been faith, by the way, in the Old Testament and New Testament. In Old Testament, they had faith in those promises of God that even from Genesis chapter 3, that he was going to send a Messiah. He was going to send a Savior. And everyone who's had faith in that promise, however it's been revealed down the line, has been justified freely because of that faith. We believe the Bible teaches that his plan of salvation hasn't changed. We just have more details about it. Amen. And, uh, and we're thankful that God made it by faith. Uh, we have uh, some people in the world who are unbelievers in, in multiple categories. You can put them in. Some are atheists. Uh, they would say there's no God. Uh, other, they, others are uh, called agnostics. And agnostics, they simply say, well... We're just not going to say. What, what agnostics say is this. Agnostic comes from the two words, the Greek words, the prefix ah, which, which negates it, agnostic or knowledge. In other words, you can't know. If there is a God, by the way, uh, creation uh, and your conscience both tell you there is. And so uh, the agnostic might acknowledge that. Okay, well, there is, but we can't know it. Because if there is a mighty creator, he's outside this creation. And we're not. So therefore, nobody could possibly know. You just can't know who God is. Well, the, folks, that would be true had God not come to man. Amen? Uh, that would be true had God not come into this realm that he created. Uh, and uh, we're thankful that uh, because, that because uh, God came to man, now what? Man can come to God uh, through faith in, uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ. How thankful, how thankful we are. Uh, Isaiah 9, 6. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. 
And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And so we understand uh, uh, that Messiah uh, was that God with us, God uh, become a man, and uh, he came into this world, and uh, we are thankful for that. Uh, folks, I want to tell you, uh, God has done many great and wonderful, powerful things, some of which your own conscience bears witness to. The great creation, the stars, the heavens, the sun, the moon, uh, the, uh, the, your very human body that David said we are fearfully and wonderfully made. That gives a test, uh, the, a, 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 a witness to, to, the, to, the might, to the mighty power of God. But you know, there's no greater work that God has done than the cradle, the cross, and the crown. When God sent His Savior, His Son, to be our Savior, came as our Savior into the world as His Son, and was born in that manger, and then died upon that cross and spilt that sinless blood, the only one in a human body who had never sinned. And he spilt that blood for the price of, our, of the sins of the whole world. And he rose again the third day. And, he was, and that was proof that, that his offering and his payment was received by God. What was, was received in the heavenlies. He rose again. Proof of all that he said. And, uh, and the angels would say, Glory to God in the highest on earth. Peace. Uh, goodwill to men because of this great work that God provided so I've already mentioned it because God came to man the second point is man can come to God man can come uh, to God in Luke chapter 2 those shepherds heard that announcement that God had come to man and what did they do Luke 2 12 the, the, the heavenly host says this shall be a sign unto you ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger what did they say in verse 15 let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see I've sent the babe the savior to you and they said Let's go to him. Uh, we're, now we're going to go. We're going to go exactly do what, exactly what God showed us. We're going to go to him, uh, and because God came to man, man can come, can come to God. I think about the holidays and how many of us uh, like to uh, spend time with family and uh, and friends, and uh, trips are planned and such to uh, to be with loved ones, and we're thankful that a means is possible for us to do that. It might be, uh, you know, we can afford the airline tickets. We, can, we have the time to travel. We have the health and strength to do so. And we're thankful that a means has been made for us to what? Uh, to go and see uh, those that we love. And, uh, but I want to tell you, there's not a greater thing been done for us than God has made us a means whereby we can come to him. Amen. Uh, we can come. Uh, it doesn't matter what your situation is, whether you can get out and see family or not these holidays, you can come to God. Amen. Because God has come to you. You can uh, in, uh, worship God, uh, not only in the holiday season, but every day of your life. And uh, God would want us uh, to do that. 
Jesus encourages us in Matthew eleven twenty-eight. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And what he was talking about there, the scribes and Pharisees had all these rules. They thought if you kept them, by the way, most of them were rules they made up, weren't even in the Bible. And uh, you just keep all this stuff, and God will accept you, and you'll, you'll be in heaven. Well, Jesus said, I came to deliver you from all that. Because first of all, the rules I gave you, you, you don't keep them anyway. I'm going to keep those for you. And then you can trust in me, and I will justify you freely. He said, that, that's the rest. You can recline in me. Oh, God expects those commandments to be kept. That law will not go away until all is fulfilled. But what to happen? He fulfilled them for us. Amen. He fulfilled them for us. And we can be thankful uh, for that. So we come to God because he came, uh, came to us. How do we come to God? A couple things about that. How do we come to God? Amen. It comes to God by fear man comes to God by fear look what those shepherds the, uh, what came upon those shepherds the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them here it is and they were what sore afraid <laughs> they were sore afraid you see fear is the recognition that a holy sovereign God is in control and by the way his world is answerable to him amen his world's answerable to him he's watching he knew what those shepherds were doing where they were you see he's watching you and I and we are answerable answerable to him they were sore afraid by the way their focus of their fear was on that those holy visitors Bible says the angels, you know, the, the angels that are with God in heaven that come back with him and such are holy angels. The fallen angels have a different uh, a destiny for them. But the angels that come down from heaven now in this, in this regard are holy. They're sinless. They're messengers of God. And it's just the idea that this God is sinless. It's a fearful thing because we're not sinless. And to think of a holy God and, uh, and, and to be confronted by him. Uh, we saw last week in the message that when the Holy Spirit comes, what's the first work that he does? He reproves the world of what? Of sin. He backs us into the corner. You, you might wonder, well, why would such an awesome thing have to happen that God would send his perfect son to die such a cruel uh, uh, and awful death? I'll tell you why. Because of yours and my ugly sin. That's why. Uh, because we've sinned and rebelled against God. And that had to be taken care of justly because God won't sacrifice his justice uh, with a, uh, he, for his mercy. He'll be just and merciful at the same time. And he does that uh, through, through, our, through faith in Christ. And uh, comes, a man comes to God by fear. I think about those shepherds. You know when those angels came? Their fear was focused up there. You know, when those angels appeared, uh, shepherd, uh, shepherd 1 didn't say to Shepherd 2, Now, look at those angels up there. I'll keep an eye on these guys. You guys watch the lion path there because some lions might come from that way. 
And uh, uh, you, we'll watch the angels up here, but watch out because the thief trail, they usually sneak in that way. Somebody's got to guard that. You know, when those, those angels came, they forgot about all the other fears. You know why? Because that was the greatest fear. Uh, all, everything else on earth didn't matter. That was the thing they were afraid of then. Everything else wasn't even in their mind. By the way, when we are confronted but with the conviction of our sin and the holy God, uh, the only fear that grabs our heart is the fear of God. Amen. And, uh, and it's time to get that right. And, uh, and he got it right for us through Christ, which is what Christmas and, and all that Jesus did is all about is we put our faith uh, and, trust, uh, and trust in him. Uh, that fearful thing, thinking about a holy God. Daniel uh, who is uh, one of the few in the Bible uh, mentions uh, no sin uh, about him in his life or anything. He was a very godly uh, young man and uh, was taken captive, treated brutally and cruelly uh, by, by, by the Babylonians and yet, uh, uh, yet was faithful to God and even merciful and prayerful to, to those that had done those things to him. And uh, matter of fact, he's, uh, he's uh, fasting and praying in Daniel chapter 10 about some wisdom uh, of what God, wisdom regarding what God's going to be doing in the near future. And, uh, and as he's praying about this vision, he says, he sees this vision of, uh, uh, of some heavenly visitors. He says, I was left alone. I saw this great vision. He says, and there remained no strength in me for my comeliness was turned in me into corruption, and I retained no strength. What's comeliness? It's what's beautiful about us. It's what might be honorable in integrity. And by the way, in regards to Daniel, you won't find one that's, that, that's called more, you know, uh, that is, is lifted up as far as humans goes in, in that respect. Remember, the Bible mentions that he did not, doesn't mention any sin about him, and it shows great faith in, that Daniel had, great humility. Yet, with all that, when Daniel was confronted by these heavenly visitors, what did he say? The best things in me felt like corruption. <laughs> he says, I, I felt, I, before these, these holy visitors, I didn't feel I had any strength, strength to even stand up. You know, not well, well, I'm a faithful one too, you know. Well, let's talk a bit. That wasn't Daniel's heart. <laughs> No, 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 no. You see, these were holy ones, sinless ones that had come down from heaven. And Daniel, holy as he was, wasn't perfectly holy in practice or thought, as, just as we all aren't. And, and, and being in that way, he says, it just, he says, myself in my being, I just felt like corruption before them. Lost all my strength. By the way, when you look at God and your sin and you feel that way inside, that's a good thing. Amen. <laughs> that's a good thing. Because that's why God sent his son to be perfect for you. He won't be, God won't become less perfect so you can get into heaven, folks. And he won't do it for me either. He'll only, he'll only, do, he'll only accept the perfection of his son. That's how us imperfect people get in. Amen. <laughs> Is we trust in Jesus Christ and, and God counts us righteous uh, 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 just as he uh, counted Christ a sinner though he wasn't he took our punishment that we might be justified uh, Daniel when he saw uh, or Isaiah when he saw the vision 
uh, of God and heaven and throne and such. He says, he sees the, uh, the, the heavenly host. They say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And then, over 700 years later, God gives John, the apostle, another peek into heaven. And guess what's going on there? The four beasts, each of them six wings about him. They were full of eyes within. Rest not day night saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and which is and which is to come. That was 700 years later, okay? I think God's pretty holy. I think it's, it's scary how holy he is when we know that we're sinners who have, to an, who have to answer to him. Yet because of what? Because of Christmas, because of the cross, because of the resurrection, we have hope. That's why the angels, what was the first thing they said? Fear not. <laughs> Fear not. Uh, because God has made a way. God has what? A Savior has come unto you. God came to say, God, God came to us, uh, to earth. God comes to man, to man by fear. <clears throat> by fear. <clears throat> See, the world says all religions lead to God. But that's not what the Word of God says. Uh, God uh, chastising His people and, and their unbelief says, They have forsaken my law which I set before them. They have not obeyed my voice, Isaiah uh, or, or Jeremiah 9, uh, 13. Uh, they have walked after the imagination of their own heart uh, and after Balaam. It's interesting that Balaam, we see that word often, it's a, one of the you know, old, false gods of the Old Testament worship, but Balaam is plural. The em is, is a plural on the end. And, uh, and that's quite the way the world is. You know, oh, whatever God, you know, you can make your God, and I can make my God, and we'll find comfort in those things. Well, God doesn't accept that. There's one God, amen? And, uh, uh, and, uh, and, and we know that the Bible teaches that. Uh, man can come to God. Man comes to God by fear. Man comes to God through faith. Through faith. Look what they say, Look what they say at the end of verse 15. Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing, here it is, which is come to pass. Notice he didn't say, let's go now and see if this thing has come to pass. Notice he didn't say that. They said, let's go down and see what? This thing which is come to pass. Okay? There's faith. Uh, they're going to go see what God said had, had taken place. And we come to God only by faith only by faith for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God not of works lest any man should boast it's the only way uh, it, 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 it's, it's through faith faith in God <clears throat> and we are to come uh, to come by faith uh, in God and not just faith but man comes to God <clears throat> You know, by faith in Jesus Christ by faith in uh, in Jesus Christ unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior which is Christ the Lord ye shall find the babe they say wrapped in swaddled in clothes lying in a manger verse 16 they came with haste and found the babe uh, notice that they came immediately 
Well, we need to uh, get these sheep herded in somewhere. Nah, that's not what happened. Doesn't seem that to me. Seems they left to find out what it was. And uh, wasn't a very opportune time. I wonder who stayed back to watch the sheep. I, I bet none of them did. Uh, they were willing to go. That great fear had already struck them, but, but then the message brought the great comfort, a Savior. And now they said, we're going to go see this. And so uh, they go. Man comes to God by faith in Jesus Christ. Galatians 3.26, for you're all the children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Of John 3.16, we all know God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believeth in him what, should not perish, but have everlasting life. That faith, that faith in Jesus Christ. A couple things about that and we're done. It's faith in Jesus Christ. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. It's faith in Jesus Christ because he is the Christ. Uh, or because he is the Savior. <clears throat> I get that wrong. I went one too far, I think. <clears throat> yeah, because he, he, because he is the Savior. Because he is the Savior. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And I went through those verses already. Believe uh, on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. <clears throat> a Savior, uh, which is, which is, which is uh, Christ the Lord. He came to save us. Luke 19.10 The Son of Man has come to seek and save that which is lost. So because he is the Savior. And then what else about believing in Jesus we believe in him because he is the Christ because he is the Christ that word Christ uh, means uh, the anointed or the anointed one uh, the Greek word uh, Christ Christos translates the Hebrew word Mashiach and uh, Daniel uses that twice uh, to where we, where we find the only two times in the Bible in the Old Testament we find Messiah uh, in, in, in the book of Daniel and, it, and it's the anointed one, anointed with oil. Uh, in the Bible, the uh, anointing of oil was, as, and, and as Brother Chris said this morning, I know I'm speaking to the choir here, the anointing of oil is clearly a picture of the Holy Spirit and the power you know, uh, uh, of the Spirit. Uh, and uh, uh, in the Old Testament, there were three offices that were anointed. You could say it with me, prophet, priest, and king, amen. They were the ones that were anointed with the oil. And why is that? Uh, the prophet said, You're not by power nor by might, but what? By my spirit, saith the Lord. You see, a king didn't, in, old, in, in, God's, in God's economy didn't reign by his power, he reigned by God's spirit. A prophet didn't prophesy by their power, they prophesied by, 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 by God's spirit. Amen? And, uh, and, uh, and a priest didn't work by his own power, he ministered in the spirit of God. Amen? It was done by that. Now the anointing, a picture that they were to be uh, depending upon that power of God and, and yielding to him for the service that God had called them, called them to. And he is the Christ. We'll look at that. as uh, He is the Christ. He's the anointed one. And by the way, in the New Testament, that word Christos only translates Christ. It's always, it's always translated Christ. Uh, he is the anointed one. And uh, he's the one in whom dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. The Bible says, for God giveth not the spirit, what? By measure unto him. He's fully anointed. He's not lacking one gift to the spirit. You and every believer has at least one, uh, maybe more. No believer has them all. Uh, Jesus Christ had them all. <laughs> all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. 
uh, no lacking of the spirit uh, it was fully upon him so as the anointed one uh, the prophet as a prophet he spoke the truth his words his words indeed are truth this is why we believe in him this is why we put our put put our trust in him all all these things uh in john uh, 4 34 uh, he whom god has, has sent speaketh the words of god uh, for god giveth not the spirit by measure unto him uh and uh john 18 37 uh jesus uh speaking to pilate uh there he says what? For this cause came I into the world that I should bear witness unto the truth. And certainly he, he did. Matter of fact, we saw earlier he is the way, the truth, uh, and the life. And uh, thank God for that. So as, as prophet, he spoke the truth. He spoke the very words of God, the anointed prophet. As priest, as priest, uh, what did Jesus do? Well, you can't be a priest, Hebrews tells us, without a sacrifice and something to offer. A priest goes to men for God and, 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 then, and then goes to God for men. Isn't that what Jesus did? Jesus, God came to man through Jesus and now man can come to God through Jesus. Amen. He is, he is our priest. Uh, he is the anointed in, the, in, in, in that respect. Hebrews uh, 10, 12 uh, tells us, uh, but this man, Jesus Christ, after he'd offered one sacrifice for his sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. I like Hebrews 9 26. But now, once in the end of the world, hath he appeared to put away sin. How? By the sacrifice of himself. By the sacrifice of himself. What a sacrifice! What a Savior! Uh, uh, what, uh, what, what, a, what a priest he became for us. And so the scriptures tell us in 1 Timothy 2.5, For there is what one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. That's why we believe uh, in Jesus Christ. And then as, as the anointed king, what do we see in that? As the anointed king, we see that he is worthy of all, uh, of all obedience uh, uh, and uh, he is uh, uh, says because he is get ahead of myself uh, maybe I missed that maybe I messed up that one yeah we'll just go on what's that honey yeah okay uh yeah, point three is not is is that he's that he is that he's Lord. Uh, uh, as as the king is worthy of all obedience. I think I messed up my uh, my uh, uh, outline there. But as king, he is worthy uh, of uh, of all obedience. Of all obedience. <clears throat> Uh, actually, of all glorious king is what, what was the point. I, I, I somehow didn't get that onto my outline. But a king is worthy uh, is worthy of glory, and uh, of honor uh, and glory. And uh, the scriptures tell us in Revelation five thirteen uh, uh, that. Uh, Every creature in heaven, on earth, and under the earth, and such as are in the sea, and all that are in them, heard I saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne, and, un and unto the Lamb forever and ever. So he is worthy of all glory and honor. Uh, and then thirdly, uh, as a king, uh, that's, that's thirdly, as king is worthy of glory. There we go. We'll move on there. 
And then finally, we believe in Jesus Christ because he is Lord. Because he is Lord. That word Lord there, the main, the main idea of that meaning is master and owner. Master and owner. He to whom a person belongs. He is, by the way, the owner of all things, isn't he? And why is that? Because Philippians chapter 2 tells us, He, Jesus Christ, made all things, along with Colossians as well, uh, tells us that. He made all things. Uh, and uh, so he is worthy of obedience uh, as, as Lord. I think about the disciples when Jesus was heading for Jerusalem and they were going to have that last supper. And uh, he sent the disciples into town ahead of him to find the room where they would eat the last supper uh, by that way the way that he did it Judas was not made aware of it uh, he probably would have liked to have betrayed him during the last supper but the only ones who knew where it was uh, uh, were the two that Jesus sent and uh, they go back and, and, and uh, they prepare and they prepare there uh, in that uh, he sends them to the, he sends them uh, uh, to town to, to find the place and uh, how are we going to find the place? We don't know where it is. Well, you want to have it. What's he say to them? He says, well, you're going you're gonna to get to town. You're going to find a you know, donkey tied out there where two ways meet. And, and, uh, and uh, I want you to uh, bring, loose that donkey and bring him back to me. And if any man, and then, and then he says this, and if any man asks you, why do you loose him? Thus shall you say unto him, because the Lord hath need of him. Did you get that? You see, he's not just a Lord. He's not just a master. He is the Lord and the master. That means Jesus referred to himself there as the owner and maker of everything. If they ask you why you're taking that donkey, just tell them that the Lord. Jesus says, I am the one that made everything. The donkey's actually mine. Uh, so, tell, so tell them the Lord hath need him. I want to use my donkey. And uh, is, is, what he was, is what he was saying. He owns the word, the cattle on a thousand hills, the wealth in every mine, the earth and the fullness thereof, they that dwell therein. He owns it all. And why? Because of that, he's worthy of obedience. Amen. He's worthy of all obedience. What did Jesus, what does Jesus say, if you love me, keep my commandments? What does God take pleasure in? You and I listen to what he says. You say, why is that? Because listen to what he says is the best for us, and he loves us. And he wants the best for us. That's why. That's why he takes pleasure in our obeying him. Nobody knows better for us than he does. There's not another better path out there than what he has for you and I. Because he loves us. He is, he is the Lord. Uh, and let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God thought not robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation took upon him the form of a servant was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man he humbled himself and became obedient unto death even the death of the cross 
The Bible says, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name above every name, that what? At the name of Jesus, at the name of Jesus, that every tongue, uh, at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee should bow, and every tongue what? Should confess that Jesus Christ is what? Lord. To the glory of God the Father. He's the owner. He made it all. And one day, every tongue is going to realize that whether they've believed that upon this earth or not. And, uh, but God says, if you'll believe that now and trust my son whom I sent to be your savior, I'll forgive all your sins. And by the way, uh, there wouldn't be a better Christmas time gift or any time of the year gift than the gift of salvation, amen, to receive. It's the one that the world needs the most. And we can receive it. We can receive it by, by, by faith, uh, by faith. <clears throat> he made all things. Uh, all things ought to uh, yield to him and uh, and by the way one command you'll never never regret obeying, obeying and it'll make you so that you never regret obeying all the other commands and here's the command believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved there's the command <laughs> you obey that from all your heart you'll never regret it <laughs> you'll never regret it but it's going to involve that fear you're going to have to know your sin first. That fear of an almighty God, that fear of judgment, the wages of sin is death, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. That's a, that's a fearful thing. But it's going to involve comfort. He sent Christ to be the Savior of the world, to die in your place and my place. It's going to involve faith. You'll have to put all your faith in Him and what He did and who He is, and none of it in what you or I could ever do. And the moment you do that, just one time, with all your heart, and God sees it, you're born again. You are saved. God justifies you for Jesus Christ's sake, His Son. For what Jesus Christ did for you when you put your faith in Him, God says, I, God will justify us and He'll give us the gift of eternal life. I tell you, when I found out that heaven was a gift I, God was working on my heart to bring me to salvation the Bible says Jesus said if I, I if I be lifted up I will draw all men unto me the Bible says the goodness of God what leadeth thee to repentance when God was working on me my understanding was I somehow had to work my way to heaven I really wanted a different life I wanted to be freed from he was working on me I was having a desire not to keep doing the sins I was doing and, and, and living the wasted life I was living there was something and I, I don't think I was born again yet you say explain all that preacher I can't That's, you know, I'm, just, I'm just telling you and then when I heard I started trying to seek God the only way that I knew how my understanding of the Bible by doing good and my conscience never gave me peace. I, 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 I knew that I'd never done, I, I, wouldn't be, I wasn't worthy of heaven. I dropped a few things there and didn't drop other things. And, and my conscience never gave me peace. And then I met Lisa and she began telling me about the gift of God. And I met another witness who, who witnessed to me about the gift of eternal life. And I realized, you know what? I need that gift. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna perish without that gift. And I wanted that gift. And I bowed my head and I asked Jesus Christ to forgive me and save me.
and I trusted only in him. And I want to tell you something. His word is true. Therefore, being justified by, by, great, by, by faith, we have what? Peace with God. I can't explain to you the peace that fell on me. And that I knew that moment. Because something in me, though I didn't know much Bible, and must, what I did know was all out of context and wrong. I did know that I had peace in my heart. That what I had just done, why? Because it was what God wanted me to do. It's what God wants every lost person to do. Was exactly what God wanted me to do. And when I did that, he did exactly what he promised to do. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, what? Shall be saved. That's what he did. That's what he did. And God will do that for you today. You haven't trusted him. Don't miss that gift. Don't miss that uh, rejoicing of Christmas, so to speak. He sent a Savior to the world. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your blessings. I thank you for the day that you helped me to realize that salvation was not a reward that I or anyone could earn. It was a gift prepared for totally by you. It, it was a gift that came at great cost to you. It cost you your blessed son. Dying on, coming to this earth, dying on a cross and rising again. And Lord, I thank you for the gift of salvation. I thank you for the fear that at first came into my heart when I realized that apart from being saved, I was in trouble. Because I knew there was a mighty God that one day I'd have to answer to you. And then just as troubling as was that truth, when I heard the truth of salvation, how you had provided for it through Christ, the comfort was just as grand. And Lord, uh, anyone who would turn to you uh, from their sins in their heart, wanting deliverance from their sins, wanting to be forgiven, and have a home in heaven can pray Lord Jesus you're the Lord of earth heaven and earth you're God's son you're perfect you died for me and rose again I want to trust you right now to be my savior I call upon your name to forgive me and save me I heard your word whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved the best way I know how I've done that in my heart right now and I claim your promise and Father, I thank you that that prayer we just talked about, I know from your word that's been true in someone's heart, in anyone's heart. Lord, I know that you're, you're a keeper of your promise. You do save them immediately. Thank you. Thank you for Jesus Christ, your perfect son and our perfect savior. Thank you for the promise of his coming again. Thank you that we can be saved and not have to worry about hell. But dear God, be, be looking forward to heaven and being with you one day. And Father, I pray that more people uh, would come to this knowledge, even during this Christmas season, Father, uh, that they'd bow their head and receive the greatest gift in all the world, salvation to your Son. And Father, we pray. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.